Welcome to Blocks and Talks, the podcast that brings you everything you need to know about LEGO. From covering past, present, and future LEGO sets, to interviews with notable community members, our show covers it all. Today we have a little bit of a different interview. Normally we like to interview LEGO designers and mock builders, learn a bit, little bit more about their building techniques, tips for you guys and such. So we wanted to shift it a little more into LEGO lore and history behind some of these themes. Kind of coincides with our LEGO History of series, which you guys love, and we do have an update for that later on in the episode. So we're here to talk with another big LEGO lore YouTuber called Lorescape. He's here with us today. How are you doing? You're doing great. Excited to be here. Yes, I'm doing fine as well. Definitely appreciate your time and want to learn a lot more as I think you're going to help give us some really cool insight on a aspect of LEGO that is often skipped over, which is the storylines behind a lot of these themes. So, as always, we like to ask, what got you into LEGO? You want to just give us a bit of a background on your history with that? Yeah, so I guess it, it is kind of tied in with the lore elements, sort of. Um, the biggest thing for me growing up was the Lego Pirates theme. Um, my grandmother got me the Castaways Raft set. Um, and, and just seeing the box art with it kind of in the, its own um, world where, where uh, it, I guess it was kind of inspired by, like, the, the Technicolor Pirate films of the, the 40s and, and 50s. Um, it just looked so cool, and, and you just knew that there was a whole other world intended behind um, the box art. Uh, so, you know, I love the figures. I love putting the set together um, and the, the little printed treasure map piece, the, the, uh, the shark and all that. But uh, at the same time, I was also really drawn to finding out more about these characters and, and the world that they that they came with. And, and the fact that it included like a catalog that had giant spreads of, you know, space, town, castle, um, all that, it, it, uh, it really drew me in. And there, there was there was no going back after that. Yeah, that's definitely how it usually starts with childhood stuff, right? You want to learn more about the characters so you can build a more immersive world. And, you know, when you created like your YouTube channel, I know you already said like lore and history was already really interesting, but is there a specific reason why you wanted to focus solely on that sort of stuff over, I don't know, maybe content reviews or just talking about community things or such? Uh, as far as focusing on the lore of, um, the, you know, a, a given property, like I didn't necessarily start out wanting to focus on Lego lore, but I knew that that would definitely be a, be a big part of the channel. Um, it's gotten the best response out of any of the, the content that's been on the channel so far, um, and I have the most ideas for it. So that's definitely where I'll be heading. Um, but it, it's always, for me, just kind of getting... Um, lost in the connections between different story points um you know finding out uh about um uh you know planets in star wars or or trying to put things on a, on a timeline um for for star wars that that kind of thing has always fascinated me um and then being able to apply it to uh to lego um is especially interesting Fair enough. Um, and and I'd, I'd love to be able to do some more review-based stuff. I've got I've got a video coming out about a, a German time cruisers board game, um, where I'm kind of focusing more on the specific uh, thing instead of of the the lore so much behind it. But 
um, yeah, that's that's kind of what, what drew me into it. Yeah, sounds really interesting, you know, diversifying the content available. And let's turn it back a little more. So, you know, you originally started out as wanting to sit out and learn more about lore for yourself. And then fast forward, you have a YouTube channel. So let's talk about that in between. What like really inspired you to fill in that bridge from like wanting to learn more about this uh, Lego history just for yourself and turn it into knowledge and entertainment for others to listen to? Yeah, it was really seeing channels like um, Defunct Lands um, turn turn make make that kind of content where you have that really niche um, interest, uh, but you're, you're turning it into a video that um, is entertaining in and of itself. Um, I, I'm not really sure when YouTube kind of shifted more from short term, uh, excuse me, from short form content into the the longer, like you know, 20 minutes to to two hours kind of stuff. Um, but it was it was right around that time period where I realized that there was a, a possibility to make something that included um, you know the visual aspect of, uh, of of lore as well as the informational um, stuff and, and combining it into something that was hopefully more entertaining than uh, you know like a, a blog post or something like that. I'd, I had pitched um, Lego lore related content to a couple of different websites over the years, um, but it, it was always too too niche for the the editors to really get their heads around. Um, but but seeing that you could kind of go directly to the audience and have them respond, um, that was that was a cool draw for me. Yeah, you know, sometimes if no one else is going to do it, just got to get it done yourself. And you know, for the average Lego fan or someone who might not care as much for the lore, they might say like, "So what makes your lore different?" You know, like what makes your research different than just reading the box or quick paragraph Lego has on a theme. Yeah, for me, it's all about trying to build as complete a picture of the Lego world as possible. Um, I like being able to take kind of the miscellaneous facts that you get from, you know, the box art or a magazine comic or um, something like that, and then try and put them into an order that makes sense. Um, you know, whether it's maybe like a biography in terms of a particular character or it's um, uh, trying to tell the story about a, a particular organization um like like blacktron for example um a lot of these facts are kind of disconnected and uh, produced over a number of years and so one of the draws for me is trying to put them in an order that makes sense so that you're not saying well you know in 1992 we had this uh piece of information from the box and then in in 2010 we had this piece of information from a video game just trying to make it make sense in universe um i think is is something that's different about my approach yeah, so if I understand it correctly, you want to give it a why. Like, there's a reason why this box art was created this way, or there's a reason why this character was designed this way. It wasn't just for the sake of it, and you're just trying to dig into the reasoning behind every decision made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very smart. And, you know, could you kind of, like, describe how your process begins, like, where do you find your starting point? Because, you know, on your YouTube channel, you got different themes that you've done, like Blacktron, Pirates, kind of like space. Well, space and Blacktron are the same. But yeah, like how do you find a theme that you want to cover? 
So I, I definitely start with what interests me the most. Um, and uh, actually, the, the Pirates stuff wasn't necessarily the first video I had planned, but it was definitely what, what I was actually excited about sitting down and editing. Um, so that's why that ended up being a big part of it. So focusing on the themes that, that I enjoy most um, is where I usually start off with, um, like uh, Pirates and, and uh, Adventures is, uh, is going to be fun. Um, for Blacktron, that was a little bit of an attempt to tie into something that was already happening um, with the, the Blacktron gift with purchase. But if you look at the date when the video came out, it was months and months later. And, and I quickly learned that through my process, there's there's probably no way I'm going to be able to ride the, the current references. Um, but the good thing about it was that it uh, allowed me to, to take a, a deep dive on a theme that I have admired from afar for a long time, uh, but didn't necessarily have any hands-on experience with. Um, but for the most part, uh, it'll the um, content for my videos will probably come from the uh, stuff that, that I'm most interested in. Um, uh, so yeah, Pirates Adventures. Um, I'm pretty excited about a UFO video I've got coming up, uh, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And while we're on the topic, let's just talk about the entire process itself. So you just described picking the initial idea to work on. You want to just describe like, you know, after you found the idea, what goes in to make it from an idea all the way to a final published product for people to listen to? So I'll usually start off um, picking the topic, obviously. Um, I'll, I'll then go into writing up the script um, just based on my own memory of what I know about the, the lore. Um, since I've been digging into it on, on the internet for a long time uh, since the 90s basically like you know since we got computers that was what that was what i was uh, searching for um so it's a lot of it is in the back of my brain somewhere so i'll go through and i'll type up a script based on what i know um and then i'll start the actual research process where i'm, I'm going to confirm like did i remember that correctly um is there another source that's popped up over the years um uh and and that kind of thing um and uh, part of, of writing a script is kind of deciding on the um, sort of approach that I want to take for it. So for like the pirates, uh, it was um, it stemmed from an idea of what if you you did like a historical biography of a of a Lego character like like Captain Redbeard. Um, whereas with the Blacktron video, it was like okay, so here I'm going to take more of the approach if it's like an, an intelligence report because we don't really have a complete picture of what Blacktron is. Um, so that that really suits the um, the approach of that particular video. Um, so I'll, I'll write the script with that in mind, um, and then I'll double check and and compile um, all of the relevant sources, um, and that can involve going down quite a few rabbit holes um, online. Uh, after that, I will record the narration, um, and then I'll take that into uh, Premiere and um, start finding some visual references to go with it. Um, you know, scans. Uh, now that I have uh, more space available to me, I'm, I'm taking more of my own pictures of uh, sets that I have available and, and uh, creating my own visuals and, and stuff like that. Um, occasionally, if I want to illustrate a point or make a joke or something, I'll make a, a specialized graphic. Um, that's, that's another fun part of the process for me. Um, and then once I'm done with the uh, kind of narration and the um, the initial visuals, I'll go through and choose the music. Um, I, I think that that's a really important part of the experience because it really helps you immerse into the world. 
Um, YouTube has a lot of uh, copyright policing, um, so I, I try to draw all of my music intentionally from their audio libraries. If there's no issue with any of the audio, um, I'm not worried about my, my videos getting taken down because of a copyright claim or something like that. Um, but I, I, I do love um, picking out the, the music that goes into the um, the different sections of the video. Um, and uh, after that, um, it's uh, uh, just basically kind of editing it down, um, making it make sense with the style that I've chosen. Um, and uh, I, I do, uh, at this point, try to make some kind of an intro, some kind of a cinematic kind of thing that really takes you into the, the world a little bit more um, and lets me kind of stretch my, my filmmaking impulse. Um, I, I like that part a lot. And then I'll uh, export it out. Um, making sure that I have good captions is important to me um, for uh, accessibility, but also for, for search engine results. Um, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll also make sure that I have captions on the graphics as well that kind of explain where the sources are. Because since I, I don't know that anybody actually reads them, because um, I've definitely gotten a lot of questions about, hey, where does this come from? And I'm like, it's, it's in the video. I put that all in there. Um, but I, I want to make sure that I show my sources, especially since I try to draw some connections that are maybe unintended from the original source, since I'm trying to present it as a coherent picture when it might, uh, it might prove to be a little bit more, or excuse me, a little bit less coherent. Um, so yeah, once, once I'm done with that, uh, those graphics, um, I'll export and, and upload and, and hopefully people enjoy it. Yeah, that's a very detailed and thorough process, as it should be. But I want to pick something into the research process that does actually make me wonder. So, you know, Lego is first and foremost a kid's toy. And creativity and you know, the product is always the priority. So lore might be a bit on the back burner for them. So when you're, like, digging through the information, because, you know, you can get Lego information on themes from, like, the set itself, magazines books, games, TV, all that. How do you sift through like that mountain load of lore where sometimes it's really vague or it could lead to more rabbit holes and unanswered questions or maybe in some cases contradict itself? Yeah, it's 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 interesting because sometimes there's a there's a mountain of lore and sometimes there's very little and then sometimes there appears to be very little but once you start digging underneath the surface you you kind of get more and more um and it it than, than you ever anticipated. Like for, for pirates, for example, even though I love Lego pirates, um, I didn't, and, and I knew that there was a, a comic published because um, my, my friend had it, and then later I got my own copy. Um, but I, I had no idea that that, uh, that story had kind of been continued in uh, a form of audio dramas in, in Germany and uh, a series of storybooks that was published in England. Um, so it, it's that it's that kind of thing that you know you you think that you know all there is to know and then you dig a little bit deeper and you're like oh wait a second there are all of these other um sources so uh i i'm still it's still a little bit of a mess to be honest when i get into the research process but um i'll usually start off um on uh surface level um you know what what do i know about the theme um and then i'll go in and see are there any like major sources like um, books, um, and I'll, I'll try and hunt those down. Um, and, uh, from there I'll, I'll check out, um, the product, um, 
product descriptions, things like that. Um, and and uh, just keep sifting further and further down. I've, I've kind of been at this long enough that um, I know uh, most of the, the major and, and some of the more obscure sources. Um, I have a, a great group of friends that will send me stuff on a fairly regular basis. Um, and now I'm a little curious because it seems like there is a lot of effort and work involved into each episode alone. And obviously no two projects are going to demand the same amount of time. But if you could just give a very rough estimate, like how, what is the timetable of creating an episode from start to finish? If you can give an estimate. It seems like it takes about four months, which is a really long time in in internet years um I've, i only have about an hour a day to work on it um i'm working pretty consistently on a video every single day but it's it's about four months um i'd, I'd like it to be shorter but that's that's kind of where we're at right now wow that is definitely a very long time and like you said yeah hard to keep up with but i think it's well worth it and i think the quality of the content speaks for itself but outside of that what do you think makes your content in the Lego community stand out above everyone else? Like, what do you think you do right that no one else can replicate? I think I go more in depth um, with uh, a lot of the stuff and I, I try and double check my own assumptions um, as, as much as I can. So what you're getting is, is a more granular, um, unique picture um, than, than some of the other stuff I've seen. Definitely not to, to, um, uh, minimize anybody else's efforts because um, I, I I enjoy a lot of the other Lego lore content that I've seen, um, but but trying to be as comprehensive as possible, um, and and then take all of those sources and try to paint that complete picture to where it feels more like uh, an established property or an established universe, more like um, you know the the MCU or Star Wars or something like that than um, it does Lego, which can at times kind of seem isolated and, and disconnected a bit. Um, although very often when I, when I get into the nitty gritty of it, it turns out that these things really are more thought out uh, and detailed and, and even connected than, than I had anticipated. Um, and, and I'm always trying to draw connections in my own brain. So um, some of these, these uh, stories go pretty deep and, and uh, never really expecting that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can just say alone, like the, the level of death, in terms of the lore itself is miles ahead of our histories of like we cover more of like the sets themselves and just give a surface level of the actual lore so to see something as detailed as yours is honestly mind-boggling because sometimes i look back at our stuff i'm like wow there's like a lot there but yeah i mean you've been at it for a while and i'm not sure if there is anything to it but do you have any like, cool stories you could share about your experience being like a youtuber and lore researcher or is it mostly pretty straightforward um in in terms of stories i think the the thing that i value most about that being part of this this weird little niche interest um community is that um and and having like been part of it for for since the early days of the internet then you know the channel is pretty young it's only only uh, a couple of years old but um I've, I've been interested in this for decades now, like literal decades, which is nuts. Um, starting from from when I I made a, a friend online and he sent me a copy of his um, copy of the pirate comic, and then I like made a Xerox copy of that and sent it back. Um, 
through the the mail. Um, that's how early days it was. Um, but then, you know, over the the years, I've, I've been involved in uh, most of the major Lego message boards and and stuff like that, and making friends and connections through that, and then just opening up my inbox to see that somebody sent me uh, a link to something new and obscure that I never would have been able to come up with on my own. Like as, as much research as I do, I don't turn up a lot of unique stuff um, on my own. It's mostly either things that friends have sent me or things that I've been able to, to search up on my own. Um, I was able to, to facilitate the translation of the uh, Lego pirate audio dramas, which was pretty cool, but uh, that was just kind of me making connections and, um getting some people involved um and then it was you know other people doing the heavy lifting on that so um the the community i think is is one of the the coolest parts um you know we we that's basically all we do like sometimes it'll be months and months and months before i, I hear from anybody but uh if there's if there's something cool that somebody found they'll send it on to me and, and i love that yeah, and I think that's a reoccurring theme we see with a bunch of other people we've interviewed in the past. Like, it's always the community first and foremost. Everyone here just seems it's like a very positive and supportive community. Everyone's just here to bond over their similar interests in the theme of Lego. So, always wonderful to see. And I know you did mention that you sometimes do videos on other things not related to Lego in terms of like lore and research or whatnot. Um, what do you think? makes lego lore or just like lego as a thing in general different than these other themes when it comes to researching and presenting maybe a history or deep dive into them um so i think one of the things that sets lego apart from other lore is that it's obviously based around a product um for one thing and that means that the uh life cycles of that product kind of determine the storyline so um, what I see a lot of times is they, you know, you come up with a big idea um, for for characters in the world and stuff, and then it's uh, it's there for a year um, or two, and then it's kind of like they lose interest in it a bit. You know, they're they're on to the next thing, um, and so there are a lot of storylines left uh, uncontinued. Um, there are a lot of characters left in in obscurity. Um, I think that that the um, big sustained storylines like uh, your Ninjago. Um, there's a, you know, Bionicle, it was big for a while, but that's kind of fallen um, into uh, neglect. Um, uh, it, it, with other franchises like, like Marvel or like Star Wars, you have um, an IP holder who is interested in maintaining that and in selling products based on the continuing story of these characters, the continuing world and adventures. Um, Whereas with uh, Lego, it's it's very much of a more short attention span. It's like you know we're we're launching um, Aquazone. We've got some vague ideas about what Aquazone is for a couple of years, and then it goes away, and then it, it maybe resurfaces as that underwater thing, but with a completely different storyline. Um, so um, that's one of the the interesting things is that the whole focus of of the lore will change radically. Um, from from year to year and from product to product, um, and and that's that's something that means that uh, there's not necessarily a lot of of depth. Um, I think it it makes sense because of what Lego is, um, but at the same time, you also see an impulse from Lego to 
create these stories because they are interested in storytelling to an extent um, and in building memorable characters and um, stuff that, that kids can really connect with. Um, but I, I think it's somewhat of a problem that they are not necessarily interested in sustaining that over the long haul um, with, with some notable exceptions like Ninjago. Um, they, I, I was reading something where they were trying to position themselves as like a, a Disney to where it's, it's not just the products, it's the, um, the videos and the movies and the experiences and stuff. And you can't really build that without committing to um, a core world and characters over a longer period of time than what they're used to with their product cycles. Cause those have to appeal to kids who then grow up and, and, you know, you get a new group of kids in there. Um, so they, that's really a balance that, um, I don't think they've they've ever made, but it, it's interesting to see how often they've come in really, really hard with the world building, the stories and the characters, and then it just gets dropped and uh, moves into obscurity. Um, that's a that's a cycle that I've seen a whole lot as I've gone through the research. Wow, that's a very in depth response, and I think you know that's just more of a reflection of the quality of your content. So definitely appreciate that nice answer to think on, and just something to like kind of look forward to in the future do you have any upcoming projects or current ones you're in the works that you want to share with everyone yeah so the the video that i'm working on next is uh one about the, the uh there's a german time cruisers board game that has some really cool artwork um and some cool uh, some interesting gameplay to it um and and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing that with everybody um, I've got an, an ongoing eight-part series about uh, the, the pirate character Captain Redbeard. It's currently in episode four, so episode five will be up after that. Um, there's also a bit on the Legoland Pirate Hotel, which has some interesting uh, stories associated with it. Um, and and the UFO video I'm, I'm quite excited about because that's, that's my favorite. Uh, space theme so um, i'm looking forward to going in depth on the lore on that uh and then and then continuing on to that I'm, I'm looking at doing adventurers and uh the the classic castle factions uh the classic factions all all of those yeah and just to add on top of that as a little surprise for all the viewers here we are as i mentioned earlier considering history of actually in collaboration with lore escape we'll be working on lego dino attack that's a really old theme that's really violent and dark but it has a lot of lore so we've been in the works for a bit and really hope to have something nice for something you know to share with you guys so yeah really looking forward to that and for viewers just get ready to be familiar with lorescape because you'll be around for quite a bit yeah i'm really excited this is the first collaboration opportunity that i've had with another lego creator so i'm, I'm really um looking forward to that and getting to to delve into the lore of a theme that I'd, I'd been kind of on the back burner for me but seeing it being brought uh to the forefront is is really exciting yeah definitely looking forward to it and as always keep an ear out for it guys but yeah definitely appreciate your time today learned a lot and yeah don't forget guys to check out his youtube at lorescape Lots of really good quality content, if you couldn't tell already. Once again, appreciate your time. Really fun. And yeah, looking forward to our future together. As always, guys, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Blocks and Talks. And yeah, till next time. Take care. Bye-bye.